Let's return, return back to our sugya of the, Ram, the Rambam. They assert Rishusko Adam Nesuna Loi. Everyone has their own space. Means that they have their area in life where they are completely free to operate. If you want to use that space to put yourself on the right path and to be a tzaddik, and if you want to use that space to become um, destructive, so then you can do so. And then he brings a verse which says, Behold, man has become like one of us to know good and evil, but he doesn't really learn the Pasuk that way. He puts a comma after Kechod. Man has become one, unique. In him, he knows good and evil. Kloima. Hein. This thing called human. He's one in the world. And there's no other species similar to him. In this matter. He from his self and with his own cognition, awareness, and intent. He knows the good and the bad. And he can do what in the world he wants. And there's nothing stopping him. And he says in the Pasuk, Now this is an amazing, amazing thing. Because this is describing what happened when a person, Adam HaRishon, ate from Eitzadah's Tevara. He became freed from the power of rational thought. Amazing thing. He was a person that lived in the world when if something made sense, you did it. And if it didn't make sense, you didn't do it. Very much the way we respond to a lot of physical phenomena. If it makes sense to us, we do it. If it makes no sense to us, or if it's destructive to us, we don't. All of us have a choice to put our hands into extremely hot ovens. It's open to us. We can't do it. Very few people do it. And those people who do it generally do not have full control over their they're not normal, healthy, compass individuals. So we all have a logical component to us which functions extremely well. And when we, when we see that something in the realm of the physical universe is completely destructive, even though we can choose to do it, our intellectual prowess generally controls us and we don't do it. Meaning we don't act in ridiculously self-destructive ways which are obviously and overtly self-destructive. I'm not talking about people that become involved in addictive behaviors where that's a whole discussion which is actually relevant to what we're about to talk to now. But something which is in the level of cause and effect it's very straightforward if I do this cause, the effect will be completely ruinous, so I avoid that because that's considered something which my logical faculties can well comprehend. 
had that entire relationship towards reality in its deepest sense in the spiritual self as well. Which meant that if he saw something which was an absolute destructive action from a moral and spiritual sense, he would automatically not go that line. What the, Ram, what the Rambam is telling us here is a fascinating vote. He says, you can choose what you like, even if it's completely, ridiculously destructive to your own self. And nothing's holding you back. What does that mean? That means a person is not automatically bound by his seichel. The Chiddush of Bechira is that we can be deeply destructive and fundamentally stupid. That's called choice. Choice is the ability to be ridiculously stupid. Nemni. I mean, Nemni's taking advantage of his time. We can choose to do what we like, even though it completely and totally contravenes normal thought. That's called freedom of choice. If we would not have freedom of choice, so every single last one of us would be behaving very differently in every area of our life. The minute I'd inform you of something being destructive, for example, we're all well aware that there's something extremely productive. It's called Vaftal Recha Kamoicha. That you have to love your fellow man as yourself. The basic principle of all Jewish thought is considered it's the information we know. Are we in any way bound by that knowledge? No. Why? Because I can assure you, and me included, when anyone walked into this room right now, I don't think there was a single one of you that thought, has everyone here got a place to sit? Do they have a drink in front of them? Are they comfortable? Whereas we certainly did think, do I have a place to sit? Do I have a drink? And am I comfortable? But I just told you after a and it's not the first time you're hearing it. Welcome to freedom of choice. Freedom of choice means that you can know all the information and not care one iota whether you do it or not. That's insane. Isn't that insane? That's how you define crazy in dictionary. Someone who repeats something that's obviously going to happen the same but thinks different. So what happened with freedom of choice was that Kodesh Bochu gave us the ability to be deeply stupid. That's what the, that's what the Rambam says. The Rambam says... Your day hatoyvara, you know, you know it. You have it within your comprehension. Even though you know what is bad, bad being destructive, ruinous, really, really unhealthy, you can do it. That's a whole change in the mechanism of humanity. Humanity was never that way. Humanity wasn't structured in that form. Humanity used to be Adam Adam before he sinned. It used to be like this. He used to be a person that when something became blindingly obvious and something which was obviously true, he then followed suit and behaved in accordance with that understanding. We are given the understanding and we do precisely the opposite. That's called freedom of choice. Freedom of choice is we know what's right, we know what's wrong, and we've got freedom. Now, do you understand how bizarre this is? Because then the advantage of this is, well, if we know what's right and we know what's wrong and we can do whichever way we we want, so now we are truly free. But now we truly messed up. <laughs> Do you understand how freedom of choice is the consequence of an incredible fall of humanity? But is it what, what, what are you saying? So, uh, two things. One, very simply, choice, I think, is limited or affected by two things. One, by your environment. So yeah. people that grow up in a place that's, uh, for instance, what was America? The freedom of religion. Well, you kind of had freedom of choice ingrained in the Constitution. 
That being said, you also have an ability to do what you think is your way of performing the mitzvah, or how you think you're going to do it best, right? So niceness or chesed to some person, some people, is going to be very different than chesed to someone else. Loving your neighbor may some see always caring for other people, while in directly to you, it may be acted out in a very different way. So I think it's a lot of it's not completely as free as one would think, depending upon where they're living. So in a Sharim, it's going to be very different than someone living in Portland, Oregon. Like. I'm not saying that the environmental and socialization don't play any part in a person's realm of potential chances and choices. Great point. Great point. What? Well, if, if, if you inherently know what's right, why is it ever my flake is? Okay, so it says the... So you can tell me like, okay, it's killing you up, but there's different ways to do it. If you know what's right, should, you should, there should be one right or one wrong. No? So, um, free will, we just established it before as being totally free to do whatever I so desire. Yes. Don't we... I mean, like this, I, I, just want, I don't know if anyone's grasped this, because it's, it's something which is new. It's that free will means as follows, that we could have been built in a very different way. We could have been built as human beings who when something had a compelling argument to support it, we would actually follow suit. So if something was obviously true, we would think, okay, well we have to behave that way. Freedom of choice is no, something can be compellingly true. It can be absolutely obvious and we'll do the exact opposite. But hold on. But we do do that every day in a physical realm, like you said. No one's going to be stupid Correct. enough to put their, their hand in a Correct. Or you're not going to drink uh, two liters of bleach. Correct. But on a spiritual level, I, I think it's because we don't know what's good and bad. We don't know what's real. From so I've just proven to you that's incorrect. Do you know that it's good to vafler chakamaycha, or you have a doubt about that? I mean, I, I know it's good because I've read it. Hashem tells me it's good, but I don't know how good. Maybe I, right? I think. No, funny. I don't know. I, I think it's there's a concept like if everybody knew just how bad an Avera was, you would never do an Avera. Not true, you do it and you do it. But you don't really know what the, what the consequences are. I'll sit down with you, we'll, right? we'll read. No, no, Jonathan, I'll sit down with you, I'll sit down with you. Yes, it is, it's worse than that. It. Well, it's worse than that. There you go. Right, but... Okay, there you go, I just told you, I just told you. On a physical level... You don't feel it, yes, you don't feel it, exactly. Meaning, you need to feel. Oh, you need to feel. So that I don't... Meaning, knowing it doesn't help you. Right. Right. You need to feel. Boketov, you need to feel. Meaning, we don't work according to logical things. Unless we feel it, no one cares. If I feel that it's wrong, not a chance. If I know that it's wrong, not a problem. Ha ha ha! That's called freedom of choice. Freedom of choice is we don't operate on our intellect. We operate on feeling. Baby, right? Never experienced fire, right? Right. May actually put his hand in the fire, right? We've developed over time, and, and because we're adults, that we know what's you know what's right and what's wrong on a physical level. Right. Again, like I'm saying, on a spiritual, we just don't know. We what? don't know. But I just told you. We don't feel. But when, when I just told you, you oh. do know. You don't feel. Don't make a distinction. Okay, I, understand I, I, I almost. I hear what well, the only way we can feel it is if we we do what we're not supposed to do, and then we feel the repercussions. Why? Okay, one second. How are we supposed to feel without? <laughs> right now, right now, I'm just trying to make one point, which for me 
is a very different way of explaining something which I've thought about for a long time and I've never seen it from this angle. And that is, freedom of choice means it's a synonym for absolute stupidity. For me, that's a chiddush. To you, may, for, to all of you sitting in this room today, right now, maybe that's something you knew all along. To me, that's a chiddush. I always used to venerate freedom of choice as being this incredible power of self and this amazing thing. And now I'm looking at it as this really terrible, stupid thing. That freedom of choice means we are now stupid. That's what it means. Prior to freedom of choice, you'd always act intelligently. If something was destructive in the deeper sense, which means spiritually destructive, we would say, no way, I'm doing that. And now we say, yes, this is spiritually destructive. All of you know many things which are spiritual. Me, I know things which are spiritually destructive. I have no doubt in my mind. I've got the facts. And then I go and do it. That's called idiot. Idiosi. Idiosi. In Yiddish. <laughs> hey, I'm being hard on humans. Okay, yeah, let's let's start a new society. The, the, we are being too hard on humans in today's day and age no. of political correctness. We factor. even have to give honor to humans. Not only cats, rats, and small little mice in the laboratories. We have to honor humans. We have to honor each and every human, regardless of race, creed, color, gender. Because or lack thereof. Because the scales are not balanced. There's, there's a destructive angel that's there. That's his sole purpose is to make us fall. He, right? This destructive angel that you seem to be intimately involved with. Who's he about? What does even a destructive angel mean? What's a destructive angel mean? The yates are. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Tell me what it means. Tell me what you think it means. That there, there's, there's a Why don't you come to my share every day? This is so much fun. Continue. What do you think it means? Do you, you will know what it means? Rob he has no chance. Let him speak. Go on. What does it mean? Shut up. I'll just try and like, you know. Go for it. Go for it. Like, Tell so me. So there, there's, there's a, an exterior, outside, uh, malevolent force. Yes. That is, is there to uh, make sure that you don't do the Ratzon of Hashem. And that you don't fulfill your, 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 your mission in life. That you don't fulfill the mitzvahs. And he, he, he'll blur the picture. So something that we know is right will or will seem wrong or vice versa. So, you know, doing the right thing is not like, don't put your hand in the fire. It looks actually tempting. The fire looks good and you want to do it. It's so like this. This is your presentation of because humanity. Of this is your presentation of humanity. Yeah, okay, let's listen to it. So like this. Man... In the realm of, of normal conduct, he, he understands cause and effect and he right. responds to cause and effect. What happens in the spiritual world? I come to you and I say to you, you know, John, um, do you understand that um, speaking Lashon Hari is destructive to you, to them, and to the whole universe? You go, mm hmm, mm hmm. And then what happens is like this. Well, hold on. I want to say one more thing. No, uh, then then you, you say, can. yes, I do, and I agree with it, and I don't want to speak. No, 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 I'm with you, I'm going with you, I'm going with you, I'm going with you. I don't want to speak Lashon Terrible, awful. What happens is as follows. You see yeah. Gaba doing something really dodgy. Right. You want to share it with Jesse. Yes. And uh, then this big scary angel swoops in <laughs> and he says, it's the best thing to do. Speak badly about Gaba. It will elevate your soul. Is that what he says? No. No, he doesn't say He'll that. He'll say, this is not Lashon Hara. Oh, You're allowed to say it. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. You know? Because it's interesting. They're, they're smarter than you. Okay, you know, good, good. So, so, okay, good. Okay, great. You have all 
blame. Yeah, so, so, so they're, oh, good, 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 good. So now it comes along with the Rambam, comes along with the Rambam, and he says the opposite. Because it would be like you, so then what happens is like you speak Lashon Hara, right? So you speak Lashon Hara. Yeah. Comes Yom Kippur. Yeah. And uh, you say to himself, hey, let me see what I did wrong this year. So you say, well, what about the Lashon Hara spoke about Gobas? Yeah. So no, it wasn't my fault. It was a dark, deep angel that did it. No, he didn't oh, do it. He didn't do it. He tricked you into doing it. He tricked you. So did it work? Maybe yes, maybe not. One second. In this case, it worked. So you're not responsible. So you know, that's the free, so free will. What's the free will? What's the free will? That you could do good or not good. Basically. You don't have to be tricked. Right. So you don't have to be tricked. Right. So he doesn't have to trick you. You don't have to fall for it. You don't have to fall for it. You have a choice otherwise. Yeah. Maybe. What did you want to say, Yudachim? Or is it already expired? Just what the, the time says about this, the, the Nevesh Bahamas, is that it, like, kind of what we're saying is that it's set up in order to lure us into the wrong choices, as I read it this morning. And, and, our, and, and it's for our good. The Bhagavad says it's for our good that that, that that temptation is there, and when we overcome it, we benefit from it. It doesn't want us, Hashem doesn't want us to fall into it. Right. It's there for us to grow through by not doing it. Okay, I'm good. I think, great. We're speaking about a lot of different things. I want to focus on the Rambam and what we are speaking about. What we're speaking about in freedom of choice, and I think John will maybe into like a little bit of the operating system. I can, we can discuss how you view the Yetzirah, how I view the Yetzirah, what the Yetzirah is. But the basic point, which I feel is a point which is very valuable, and that is the fact that we can choose means we are lowly, stupid human individuals. If we wouldn't be able to choose, we'd be elevated. Now that we are choosing, we are lower. For me, that's a chiddush. For uh, Brian, no, what's the problem? No, that's, that's what angels are, right? They're, they're heightened spiritual beings, right. and we're, we have the choice. Right. We're right. Free choice. Right. We're the angels. Right, right, right. Jordan. Does Rebbe mean to say that a stupid person, an actually stupid person, with an IQ under 85 or something, functionally impaired, is utter in general. So that's the idea. There's a particular shite. So the question is, is, is how, what do, where does the, where does the parameters of a person that has not enough functionality in the world around to be exempt from responsibility? Almost, almost when you reach that point, he's almost higher than us. Because uh, okay, good, good, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So now, now that we've had this, this for me, new insight, we can start to work with it. Because if me choosing, yes, Mikey, that's a great question. Is the aircon on? Yeah, yeah. The aircon is on. There you go. The door's open, so you can put it on there if you want. Yeah. The door's open. I really like where this is going. I think temperature in the room is something we need to explore this is beautiful this is beautiful anyone else comments about the temperature or just generally points about the weather I'm comfortable you're comfortable you're comfortable uh, yesterday was beautiful perfect for sleeping okay good I'm glad we got that out there um, I think we should share this with everyone I don't think we should just keep it to ourselves I mean weather I think is something which dominates people's minds and I think it's something worth sharing 
So that's a great example of how we can be stupid. <laughs> okay, isn't that amazing? In the middle of a point of discussing something which may have some value and relevance to our life, we can literally go on a segue and talk about air conditioning in land. And the truth is, the only reason we stopped talking about it is that I put an abrupt end to it. But we could have taken it further. We could have discussed climactic changes which are completely irrelevant to us, etc. But we're not going to do that. So now, Chiddush number one is that I would have thought that having the ability to choose is this incredibly powerful gift that's been given to me. No, it's a tremendous blemish in myself. Having to choose essentially means I can act in an extremely stupid fashion. Without having the ability to choose, it means I would act, if I understood it and it was logical, I would do it. Now, I understand it, it's logical, and then I don't do it. It's the wrong paradigm. So I'm just putting out there that for me, that's a different way of looking at things. Right, it's, a it's a very different way of looking at things, and I'd like to absorb that. And I'm going to get a question from Zev. If, if Adam, uh, he had perfect clarity. How, yes, perfect how clarity. Is, how is it possible that he... he so this is a great question. So Adam Arisham was a person that before he... Did, in other words, this is, this is the, the fallen man. Fallen man is stupid. The original man wasn't stupid, so then what mistake did he make? The answer is, the mistake, he, the mistake he made wasn't, I want to do the wrong thing, even though I know I'm, I'm going to do the wrong thing, even though it's right. In his mind, there was, he had no desire to do anything wrong. He had no capacity to do anything wrong. But he did have an ability to make a wrong decision for the right reason. Meaning as follows. When I decide to do something, I can do something because I misunderstand or because I want something other than what I know I should be having. Adam Arishan had no inclination to do anything bad. He only had inclination to do something good. But he wasn't intellectually perfect. He could still make an... His test was an intellectual test. In the words of the Svarim, it's called... It was an Yisrael Beseichel. He was given two logical positions, and he chose the wrong logical position, and as a result, he fell. But not that he had a desire and he was conflict. Should I do the right thing, do the wrong thing? I'm glad I didn't do the right thing. And this is the right thing. No, that was the wrong thing. We made a mistake. Follow? So, so that's not uh, free choice whatsoever. That's not free you choice whatsoever. In other words, he is, no, he is compelled to do the right thing. But you could make a mistake as to what the right thing was. He's trying to do, trying to do, trying to do the right thing. And right. He, picked the, he, picked option he made two. a mistake. That's a mistake. So he's not, he's not at fault. He's not, wrong. he's not bad. He's just wrong. It's the difference between true and false as opposed to good and bad. Was, he wanted good. He wanted good, but he wanted was, bad. Was Chava wrong? Yeah. yeah, same thing. All same thing. Uh, we're so different. Instead of having the external Yitzhahara that can just misinform us, we have it internally that's going, no, I'm doing what feels good must be the mitzvah. So we, uh, you know... That's an interesting... Okay, okay, one second. Slowly, slowly, slowly. slowly. So, okay. Good, good, good. So I want, I want you to just, I want you to just read the, the Rambam now and see how his words feel to us now. Says the Rambam. Kloima. Hein mizeh shel adam ha'yechod ba'olam ve'ein lo min sheni doim eloi b'zeinen. There's no one like man in this area. Sheihu me'atzmoi that he of his own self b'dayto of his own cognition of his own intention he knows it it's not a problem that he doesn't know it and he knows what's bad he's got clear this is wrong, this is right this is constructive, this is destructive and now comes the Kiddush and you'll still do what you want you won't 
because it's good, do good. And because it's bad, avoid it. You know it's good, you know it's bad, and you do it. And there's nothing you're stopping from doing otherwise. There's no imperative mechanic in your head that says, well, because it's good, therefore I must do it. No, because it's good, therefore I won't do it. Yes. The way I understand it is this. I think I, I think this is I read it in in Rabbi Desta. Tell me if I'm right. That there's two forms of free choice. Okay. There's a higher level which Adam had before the sin. Okay. And there's a lower level that we have after the sin. Okay. The higher level has a fail-safe mechanism in it that doesn't allow you, leaves you minimal minimal space to fall. Okay. But a lot of space to grow. Whereas we are stuck in a in a paradigm where we have it easier to fall than to grow, and and and, and that's the that's the understanding. So our free will, free will is a is an amazing thing, but the, the power of free will became sullied and dirty, and is now a free will of a much lower base nature. Still free will. Because so maybe I'll I'll develop what, what I think you've begun. So this is it. So look at this. So now, in this presentation, this is really interesting. In this presentation, it means as follows. Having free will means that you're stupid. Because it means that against your own better judgment, you can do really stupid things. And if you survey your life, you'll see that your life is filled with ridiculous stupidities. Ridiculous. You will do things which are so stupid. You will say, oh, people will engage in self-destructive behavior. They will um, smoke, drink, overeat. Um, <laughs> we'll stop Be serious, huh? Okay, fine. Well, well, sleeping. They'll do these things which if you say to them, is this going to help you or hinder you? They'll say, this is going to hinder me. Is this going to be completely destructive to your life? It certainly is. Are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Why? It doesn't make any sense. They won't try to justify it? So one second, one second, one second, one second. I'm just just describing the mechanism without going into the details. Good? So now, what would it be? What would it be for a person to grow? What would growth mean? Growth would mean that you rise above freedom of choice. (laughs) When you stop becoming stupid, when you lose the ability to choose. When you can't do things that are stupid. So what is the goal of us? Our goal is to become above choice. That when something is stupid, we say, there's no way I can do that. Growth means I slowly but surely advance above having any choice. And when do I succeed? And when am I perfected? When I lose my choice completely. Good. New vision. Freedom of choice is bad, makes us stupid. What do we have to do? Remove choice from our lives. When choice is removed completely from our lives, then we'll be perfect. What does it mean it will be removed from our lives? It will be as follows. You'll know that being kind is good. That's right. That's true. So you'll lose your choice. That means every single time an opportunity comes around that's appropriate, you'll do it. You won't sometimes say, no, I'm not doing it because I'm in a bad mood. That means perfection means no choice. Fragility, imperfection means I choose. I'm just... Again, I'm just articulating things which I think everyone may sense, but perhaps putting them across in a different way because it may assist us in understanding what the mechanism of growth is and then bring us towards a little bit of a deeper knowledge of Chiva, Tuvia, Kravetsky, what do you want?
Um, so I was going to say, so you said, I guess, according to the Rambam, that once you've removed that freedom of choice, you're able to rise above it, then you've as you perfected yourself, but then you could still make a mistake like Adam Narishan did with the uh, so that's not really being perfected because you still have that issue of if you're not if you get if you get to the stage of Adam Marishan so I think you're okay <laughs> but I mean you're not you're still not perfect well uh, <laughs> that's a good question I have to think about that okay good it's a good question it's a good question it's a good question good I have a motion I establish her if it's correct that Adam Arishon, the sin may not have been to add a, you know, extra minhagim to uh, the tree and that you touch it, you'll die, is that he didn't take responsibility. One of our biggest faults uh, is probably that we don't acknowledge uh, the stupidity and thus why it is stupid. We know that we had a choice to do better, but we chose worse. We don't say that we could have done. Excellent. Right? That's the next point the Rambam makes. The next point the Rambam makes is for those. Since you know the choice is stupid, since you know this is a mechanism, so now what does chuva mean? Chuva means I look back at my actions and I say, oh my gosh, that was a really, really silly thing to do. That was my mistake. That was my bad. I messed up over there. Meaning, when you realize that the choice is up to you and you can be stupid, so then when you are stupid, you can acknowledge that you are stupid. Do you understand? If the choice is not yours and you're compelled to do either good or bad, so then you, you lose the responsibility for the consequences of your actions. But if your predisposition is not inclined in any direction and you can know what's good and you can choose it and you can be also ridiculously stupid and know what's good and choose to do the opposite. So that means step number one of understanding this model of freedom of choice allows you the right to say that was a really stupid thing to do. And because the choice is not, the choice is that you can be stupid, but not that you're forced to be stupid. So then, when you're trying to reach a higher level of self, you can look back and say, whoa, that was properly thick. Why did I do that? And that's why the first step, says the Rambam Chuva, is called Vidui. You look back and you say, do you know what? I messed up. I messed up. I knew that this was the right thing to do. I did exactly the opposite. I knew this was the wrong thing to do and I did it anyway. So that's based on an understanding of self that when we're free to choose, it means we are free to mess up. We are free to be stupid. If we're free to be stupid, chuva means I look back and I say, I was stupid. I knew what I should have done. And yet I did something else. And I know I can't do that because that's the nature of freedom of choice. I don't know if that's... Is it, you got that? So in other words, that's what video is. Video means I come to the party called Shiva. I come to the party called Shiva and I say, do you know what? Let's go and let's take a bit of a perspective, a retrospective of, of what happened in my life since I was born. <laughs> And let's come and look back at some of those things I did. And look back at some of the things you did, and then you realize that, that trying to balance three <laughs> glass bottles on your head after drinking six tequilas, so that may not have been the most highly intelligent act that you ever committed. And when the person next to you got drenched, and the person on the other side of you was concussed, when one of the heavy bottles fell on the head, you probably have some involvement in that process. You got me? 
In other words, it becomes incredibly liberating to understand how really stupid we are. And until you've understood how stupid you are and how stupid you can be, you can't really think about how you can move beyond that state. You following me? So I think there's something glorious about wallowing in your own stupidities. And that's a step towards tshuva and a word from Yudachayim. To, to have those feelings of stupidity should not be before we came to Torah, correct? Because Shogeg, Tzinuk Shanishbad, like, I think to look back on our lives before we, we came closer would, would be maybe unhealthy. I mean, when you start speaking about tshuva, so it's so easy to become unhealthy. It really shouldn't be a topic that we discuss at all because you can drive yourself crazy on every level. So I'll just leave you with the wise words of Rabbi Israel Salanta that said, obviously in a tongue-in-cheek fashion, which means not to be taken too seriously, um, that there's a 614th and a 615th mitzvah, a positive and a negative. The positive command was, be real. And the negative was, don't be stupid. And whenever you engage in the... Uh, Israel was the master of Musa. Whenever you engage in self-development, working on yourself, tshuva, remember, be, be normal, be real, and don't be stupid. Because if you don't have that in mind, you'd be amazed how stupid you can become in pursuit of righteousness. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you.